Thanks for listening to the Highlands podcast. At Highlands, we believe in leading you into a growing relationship with Jesus and equipping you to have a life full of purpose as you build your faith. We can't wait for you to join us next weekend. But for now, enjoy this message from our communicators. Hey. Wow, and I haven't said a word. That's awesome. It's fantastic. I really like that. Hey, I love, I love a faith-filled community. I love bringing my faith and joining my faith. You know, that's what we're doing when we gather together, isn't it? That we, I bring my faith and you bring your faith and we, we bring our faith together and we trust God together and we add to each other's faith. I love doing that. And, and tonight, I love being a part of a community um, where we, we do that with a sense of expectation. And all day today, I have, I have um, just... From the moment I got up, I've had this sense of expectation about what God is going to do in and through our services. At Highfields this morning, we just had this sense around our worship that God was going to move and He moved powerfully. And then, and through the message and through our community, this sense of expectation. And I have that same thing tonight. And it's not, it's not hype. It's not, oh, we, let's just build up a, a moment. There's a sense of expectation that God is about to do something. He's about to speak to me. He's about to speak to you. How many agree tonight that we're going to have a heart of expectation? Yeah? Few of us. How many tonight are believing in faith that our God, the God who is greater than all things, is going to speak to us and through us? Because I believe that's how we should come to the Word of God. We should come with a sense of expectation. We shouldn't come with a sense of, oh, well, here we go. This is church and this is Sunday night. This is what we do and it's all good. God wants us to come with a sense of expectation that He is speaking and He's ready for us to lean in and to respond, yeah? We're in a series called Mind Games and, uh, and tonight I want to continue that and I, I guess I want to start with having our minds, our heads, our thoughts in a place that's right so the enemy doesn't rob what God has for us. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the words that I speak tonight are not my words, they're your words. And I pray that you would protect all of us and that our hearts and our ears and our minds would be ready to receive from you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Murray. And, uh, and I have the privilege along with Kaz of, of uh, being part of the team down at Highfields. And uh, tonight I wanted, I wanted to ask a couple of questions before we got started. Have you, ever, have you ever ordered something? Maybe you've ordered it online or uh, you've ordered it and it arrives and you open it up, the package up, and it's, it's, it's been damaged. Anyone have that? And you, you get it and you have this expectation of what's about to have, this, expect, this hope, this expectation, open it up and it's damaged. Or, or maybe it's, 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 it's been used before, it's kind of a second-hand do-rupper that they've tried to sort of pass as something new. It's not what you expected. It reminds me when I share that, it reminds me of uh, a couple of weeks ago, Kaz and I were in two weeks of quarantine lockdown in Brisbane. And uh, oh my goodness, it was one of the most challenging times we've had. No fresh air for two weeks, couldn't even crack a window, didn't see anyone for two weeks. So no air, it was all air conditioning. In this, it's in this confined space and they just gave us meals. We didn't get to order our meals and the meals, we were on the 12th floor of the hotel that we were being um, quarantined in and I'm sure they delivered them, they cooked them all at the one time. So by the time they got to the 12th floor, the meals were lukewarm at best. So we thought, you know what, we're going to have a night. We're going to have a special night. So we ordered out. 
We ordered out to the local, Kaz did a due diligence and found this really good Italian restaurant. And we ordered out, we ordered Italian lasagna and pizza and, uh, and ordered it and we're waiting for it, we're waiting for it, we're waiting for it. But an hour later arrives and we thought, oh, that's all good, we're still ready. Opened it up, got it ready, ate it stone cold. Stone cold. Have you ever had that expectation that something's going to be amazing and it just, just comes through so much lower? I heard of one person once who, who decided they wanted to get the latest iPhone. Imagine this. Imagine ordering the latest iPhone. What's the latest one now? Is it 13? Is that right? Yeah, iPhone 13. Imagine ordering iPhone 13 on eBay or wherever you might order it. We're not recording this, are we? On Zbay. You've ordered it. And your iPhone 13, and it arrives. And, you, and again, you open up the package. And when you open it up, it's actually not even iPhone 13, it's iPhone 7. And it's got a cracked screen. I heard somebody who that happened to. Patch-ups. How would you feel? Do you know, I think some of us, as followers of Jesus, we see our lives with God as a second-hand fixer-upper. We see God as somebody who's come and He's taken our life and, he, and He's fixed it up. He's patched it up. He's, he's repaired the damage. And we live life that way, that it's this band-aid of, on our wounds, this second-hand fixer-upper. I want to say tonight that Jesus gave His life for us to experience something different than just a fixer-upper. Than just, just coming and saying, well, I've got what you've got and I'm going I'm to heal or repair and give you a repaired model of your own life. That's not what he says. You know, the Scriptures say that we are a new creation. Think about that for a minute. I'm a new creation. Scriptures say we are a new creation. The old has been patched up. and No, 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 that's not what it says. It doesn't say we're a new creation. The old's patched up. It's re- it says we're in, I'm a new creation. The old has passed away and all things become, all things become new. That's right. That's what it says. I know it's not behind me, but that's what it says. All things become new. And yet, you know, I want to say tonight that we need to change our mindsets because I think some of us live our lives. We think that, we know that, but we live it as if it's just a patch up life. We're living our lives at the moment as if Jesus has just patched up a few things. He's put a few band-aids on a few wounds by dying on the cross and then off you go. And tonight I want you to get this, because when we get that we are living a brand new, we are called to live a brand new, there are so many opportunities for us when we step in that space. See, Jesus didn't come that you might have a repaired life. Jesus didn't come that you might have a fixed up life. He came that you might be made brand new. And I don't know about you, but that excites me. I love a new model. I don't want a fixed up model of anything. I want to experience the brand new that God has. The core text I want to share tonight, the core passage that I want to unpack tonight is a passage that really does my head in. I don't know about you, but sometimes you ever read the Bible and you open it up and you read it and you go, oh, oh man, that just blows my mind. I don't even know where I go with it. What do I do with this? Well, this is one of those passages I want to share with you. And then, um, then I want to kind of try and let you know why it messes with my mind. I'm going to read from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 3. 
this passage just messes with my head. Here we go. For this reason, so this is Paul and he's writing to the church at Ephesus and he's, and he's talking to people about this whole idea of why we were created. And it's not about being patched up. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in, the heaven, in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I love this because he's talking about this whole idea of experiencing the fullness of God. I wonder if I asked you tonight, are you experiencing the fullness of God, what your answer would be? You don't have to shout it out. But this passage is saying God desires for us to experience his fullness. Not just a little bit, not just an add-on, but the fullness of God. And then it comes to this point. This is the bit that messes me up. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That does my head in because what he's saying there is we are able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or seek or imagine, not according to our strength, but according to the power, to God's power that's at work in us. Not that might be at work, it says that is at work in us. How to do immeasurably more. That doesn't sound like a patched up secondhand repair job. That sounds to me like, like an opportunity for us to live a brand new life where God says you're going to be able to do immeasurably more than you can even imagine. Wow. I said before, if you do have a heart of expectation, are you ready? Do you, will you set yourself with an expectation? Because tonight I believe God wants to show you that he's calling you to something brand new. Whether you're following him already or whether you're just kicking, kicking the tires of the Christian faith and checking things out. God's up to something tonight. You see, God wants his power to always be at work in me and in you. God has more for you. Whatever you're experienced of God right now, he has immeasurably more for you. That's his promise. If you go away with anything tonight, go away with the truth that says God has immeasurably more for you, for you to experience, for you to live out, for you to understand, for you to receive from Him. He wants us to live a brand new life, experiencing the more. You see, our God wants us to live with an attitude of, what if God? He wants us to have an attitude of, what if God? What if, what if you moved in this place? What if you brought healing like Ben prayed before? What if you brought miraculous healing? What if, rather than, oh, I'm not sure. If, what if he could? He wants us to lean on the what if he could rather than I'm not sure if he can. He wants us to play in those spaces, the what if. See, God's done this right through from, from creation. God said, what if, it, what if I create a universe? And he did. God said, what if I make a people in my own image? 
And he did. God said, what if they sin and they turn their back on me and they, and they don't follow me? And what if I don't give up on them? And he did. And then God says, what if I have awesome plans and purposes for every single person that ever has been created? And he does. Do you get it? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So you and I must ask, therefore, am I living the what if life? Are you? Are you living a what if life right now? Are you living a brand new? Are you experiencing it immeasurably more? You see, we have in our hands, whether it's in your phone, your Bible app, or in the Bible here, or however you read the Word of God, the Bible, we have here story after story, testimony after testimony of people who changed their mindset. They had a mind change to recognise that they are, re- are, are being called by God to ask, what if my God? Think about it. There's a stammering leader called Moses who said, what if God really will use me to lead his people out of exile? And God did. And a young boy named David who said, what if God really will protect me and guide my hand as I take on the scary giants like Goliath of my life? What if God will protect me? And he does. Three vulnerable exiles in the Old Testament, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who when the world, when, when, when the society was saying, live like this, and they said, what if my God will really deliver us from an idolatry king and we get thrown into the fiery times of life, he will rescue us and God does. Or a bunch of ordinary fishermen who said, what if God really will take our lives and use them to change the world? And he does. Or the most unimaginable what if in history what if Jesus climbs on a cross to take on the sins of the world for you and for me takes on all the suffering and all the sin and all the pain and all the guilt and all the death that crushes the human race what if Jesus would do that for me and he does and he has and he would do it again And it doesn't stop there. And then they throw him into a tomb. And what if three days later, God says to Jesus, who's dead in a tomb, overcoming death and hell, and he says, get up because he's been in hell and he's overcome death and hell. And And God says to Jesus, now get up. And Jesus gets up and death and life has never been the same again. In that moment, Jesus created a better way of life for you and me. A new beginning for you and me. A new beginning that he's wanting us to live out every single moment of every single day. And I just wonder today whether some of us have got, we need to be reminded of the truth of brand new. And our mindsets need to change and get back to brand new and not Christian. I'm a Christian. Yep. I love Jesus. And we're almost going through the motions and we need to change our mindset. Stop letting God play these mind games, sorry, the enemy play these mind games with us that hold us back when God says, you're brand new. You're brand new. Will you live in the brand new? Will you reject the old, reject the patched up, reject what was and step into what is and what could be? But when I talk about the what ifs, there's a paradox. And there's a paradox that we face. And there's the immeasurably more that God's calling us to. And there's the way we currently see ourselves.
And tonight, Jesus wants to hold up a mirror and say, will you step out of the way you see yourself and step into the immeasurably more? So how do we do it? How do I stop seeing myself the way that I see myself? And how do I step into the immeasurably more? It's a simple answer. It's a one-word answer. The answer to how do I step into the immeasurably more is the word hands. Okay. Now, I think Murray's on drugs. I'm not sure. Hands, what does that mean? Let me, let me unpack it. Whether we experience the measurably more or not depends totally on where we put our life, in whose hands we put our life. Whose hands have you put your life in? <clears throat> Think about it. If I put something, if I take my phone and give it to Kaz and put it in her hands, I, I haven't got it anymore, have I? Because I've given it to Kaz. Tonight, God's saying, where have you put your life? Whose hands have you put your life? Because when we do that, we step from how I see my life into the measurably more. Let me explain it this way. Hands. What do you mean, Murray? <clears throat> A basketball in my hands is probably worth about 30 bucks. Put a basketball in LeBron James's hands, the whole thing changes. Now we're talking about millions and millions of dollars. A kitchen of food in my hands becomes a bit of a mess. Kaz, amen. A kitchen of food in the hands of Jamie Oliver or Curtis Stone or Kaz Holmes becomes a seven-course degustation. Is that the right word? I said devastation this morning. Becomes a seven-course devastation. They all went, Kaz's cooking, is that bad? <laughs> a seven-course degustation when it's put in the hands of somebody who knows what to do with that food. You getting this? I take a tennis racket, put it in my hands, not worth much at all. Put it in the hands of Roger Federer, oh my goodness, what he can do with that tennis racket. Keyboards, put the, put the keys in my hands, I'm going to make a noise. No, see, even the soundies won't put up with it. Put the, put the keys in Chris's hands tonight. Oh my goodness, he leads us into a place of worship because the keys are in the right hands. Put a rod in my hands and maybe I can keep a few animals away. Put a rod in Moses' hands, he parts the Red Sea. Put a slingshot in my hands and I'm probably going to poke my own eye out. It's a kid's toy in my hands. In the hands of David, he slays the enemy. There's more. Put five loaves and two fish in my hands and I make a fish sandwich, which isn't real all that good. Put five loaves and two fish in Jesus' hands, he feeds 5,000. You getting this? Because I'm going to be talking about your life in a minute. Put nails into my hands and I can maybe patch up. No, I probably can't patch anything up. Put nails in the hands of Jesus and he changes our eternity. Depends 
whose hands we put things in. A man and woman trying to make sense of their life and their relationship and their future is confusing. Put your life in the hands of Jesus and He brings freedom and He brings purpose and He brings fulfilment. It depends whose hands that life is in. Whose hands is your life in? Now some go, ah, oh, my, my hands are in Jesus. I give my life to Jesus. They're in Jesus' hands because I'm a Christian. Have you? Do you allow Him to live the best through you? Are you living brand new? Have you totally given over? Because what, what this is, it's not like I give you this part of my life, but I'm going to take that back. I give you this life. Can you just patch this up for me so I can keep doing what I want to do? No, no, no. I want to bring brand new. I want to bring brand new. You see, a life in the hands of Jesus will, will help you to experience immeasurably more. So how do we do it? How do we hand over and put our life in Jesus' hands? Well and good. Murray, yeah, all right. I want to put my hands fully in Jesus. I want, I want to give my life to Jesus and put my hand in Jesus' hand. I want to put my life in Jesus' hands. I want Jesus. How do I do that? Let me give you two quick ways. Firstly, some of us tonight, if we really want to give our life and put our life in Jesus' hands, we need to get off the fence. Taking notes, you need to get off the fence. Because what we're doing right now is, I'm a Christian, but I, but, but I, but I, want, I want to know that this is right. I want to stay here. I, I, yeah, I follow Jesus, but, but, but I really like this area of my life. I want to follow, but, but I'm committed, but I'm, I'm conditionally committed. We need to get off the fence. We need to move from where I am to where God wants me to be. We need to ask the what ifs and we need to follow. We need to stop riding the fence. We need to stop going about our life the way we used to, as if it's a patched up, secondhand life. It's time to follow Jesus desperately. Is that how you describe the way you follow Jesus? Desperately. I'm desperate to follow Jesus. I'm desperate to worship Him. I'm desperate to know His will. I want to follow you, Jesus, with everything. It's, it's courageously praying not my will, but your will be done. That, that's, that's putting our life in Jesus' hands. God, I want this. God, I want, I want to meet the guy of my dreams now, but not my will, your will be done. So, he's, so we're telling him what we'd want, but we're trusting him. God, I really want to do this. I really want that job. Not my will, your will be done. I really want to achieve this. Not my will, but your will be done. I put my life in your hands. Are you committed unconditionally or are there provisos and you're sitting on the fence? Do you, do you talk a good game on a Sunday but then you walk another game through the week? Is your faith part of your everyday conversations or is it just when you remember and you're around other Christians? You know, I've had people ask me, Murray, why do you raise your hands in worship? Do you do it to encourage the worship team? No, although I know it does. Do you do it, you know, do you do it to, you know, to, you're sitting up the front and if you do it, then other people might do it as the pastor, you model it? No, I don't do it for any of those reasons. I do it not because of image, not because of any other reason, except I'm desperate for Jesus. And so when I worship, I want to worship from a place of desperation. Now, I'm not saying you have to worship that way. I'm just telling you why I do. Because that's how I get off the fence. In a place where I'm surrendered to Him in my worship. And I want that to reflect my day-to-day -day lives. Do I get it right all the time? No. 
but I want to worship wholeheartedly. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 6 says this. It says, you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. So let me ask you, how's that wholeheartedly going for each of you today as you walk with him? This is not a judgment message. It's a challenging message because I know the fruit the other side of being wholehearted, being all in, is that we get to experience the immeasurably more that God has for us. Murray, why do you, why do you give? Why do you give regularly? Why, why do you just, no matter what your financial position is, that you just give regularly? Why are you generous like that? Or why do you invite people? Why do you have this invitation of meeting your Christian friends and come along to church and joining a small group? Why do you do that? Because I'm desperate for God. And I'm desperate to have my friends know the God that I know. Because I'm in wholeheartedly, I'm off the fence. Murray, why did you take such a faith step that you left an amazing job as a fire officer in the fire brigade to go into ministry? Because I knew that's what God wanted for me and I didn't understand it all, but I wanted to step in and be desperate for God and say, God, not my will, but your will with my life. And I don't understand it. I don't even know what it really looks like to be a youth pastor, but I'm, God, I'm in if that's where you want me. And then he answered the questions along the way. So what is it for you? Let me ask it a different way. Have you put God in a box? I know that sounds crazy. The God of the universe, the God who created anything. How do you, how do you put God in a box? Well, I think we do. I think we put God in a box that, box that is comfortable for us. I'm comfortable with God being like this. This is God, how God answers my prayers. This is God, how God talks to me. This is how, how he speaks to me. This is how he moves in my life. Well, yes, so far. But what if he's got something new for you? What if he's got something fresh for you? What if he's got something incredible in this brand new that he wants to bring? Maybe it's time for you and I to take him out of the box that maybe even subconsciously we put him in. This is the way God operates for me. Well, he's the God of the universe. What, what, if, what if God has something new and fresh for you right now? What if God wants to reveal something about his loving nature for you that you've never experienced before? What if you've only really experienced maybe 10% of the fullness of our God? And God says, what about another percent? What about another 5%? I don't know that we ever experience the fullness of God until we walk through the doors of heaven. But God wants us to experience more. If we have a heart to say, God, I'm ready for the immeasurably more. And I'm going to step into that. I'm going to get off the fence. And I'm totally, wholeheartedly committed to you. Secondly, the second way that we can, we can really experience the brand new that God has is that we need to be willing to expect more before we see more. We need to be willing to expect more, that's faith, before we see more, that's knowing. God's calling us to live by faith and not by sight. So what might it look like for you and I to go, I'm expecting God to speak to me when I, I'm here at church and I'm expecting to experience Him in worship and I'm expecting that He's going to speak into my heart through the preacher. He's going to speak to me in my conversations. He's going to use me as I speak to others. He's going to give me prophetic words over other people. He's going to use me. What does it mean to expect before we see? See, God wants us to live by faith and not by sight. Or God wants us to live by what God says, not by what we see. Oh, this is the situation. But what if God is saying something different? 
And he points us in a response that we would never make, that opens doors of opportunities. God wants more for you. He has more for you every day. Jesus puts it this way about the more. In John 10.10, 10, he says, I came that they might enjoy, have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full, till it overflows. The paraphrased version, um, Peterson writes, I love this. He says, I came that they may have real and eternal life, more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. More and better life than they've ever dreamed of. Are you a dreamer? Are you prepared to dream with God? See, he's got a brand new life. And he's waiting for the dreamers to say, what if God? What if God? It's a mindset change. So many of us live with Jesus and we have brand new moments and they're awesome. You know how those moments, you know those, oh, when I was baptised, it was amazing. I experienced the presence of God in an incredible way or I was prayed for that day and I just, I just experienced God in prayer and we have those beautiful God moments. Who's had a God moment? I'm gonna pray you have more of those. But what if rather than looking for God moments, we recognise the truth that God is with us always. He's never away from us. And it's a brand new story. And every moment of every day is a God moment. And then we start looking, take Him out of the box and seeing things through God's eyes. Brand new, brand new, brand new. We need to stop living a faith journey that looks for a collections of God moments. And start living this brand new, changing our mindset to the brand new. God's showing us, He's giving us His God story to live out every moment of every day. And we put our life in His hands. The immeasurably more starts to come to the forefront of our minds and our hearts and our lives. And look out world. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon you as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all because He sees us wrapped as Christ. See, God sees you in Jesus' hands. Are you prepared to step into that place? Every spiritual blessing is lavished upon. Man. So you see, a brand new life is one where we say, God, this is your day. What would you have me do? Who would you have me meet? What would you have me say? What conversations would you have me make? What an amazing prayer every morning to say something like, God, give me the chance to talk about you today. And then expectation. It's going to happen. Every day, God, this is about you today. A brand new life is one that embraces passionate worship, no matter what the circumstances of our life is are in. A brand new life says freedom will come. I bring freedom from addictions, drugs and alcohol and porn and food addictions and relationship addictions. A brand new life says I bring that if you put your hand in mine and allow me to move. Allow me to bring what I want to bring into your life. The God of the more says, you may not see it, but I have more for you right now. I guess when we take God out of the box, we stop living conveniently 
and we start living biblically. And for those of us who are followers of Jesus, that's what we're called to do. You know, if you're checking out the Christian faith right now, can I say to you, there is a life of abundantly, immeasurably more that God has for you. And to step into that life, it's as simple as just asking Jesus to come into your life. It's saying yes to Jesus. Is is putting your life in His hands with a simple prayer. And we're going to give you that opportunity in a moment. But I want you to be thinking right now, man, I've, I want that. I want the immeasurably more to life. I don't want to live a life that's patched up where I'm trying to patch things up all the time. I want brand new. I want the fullness of this God that Murray that you're talking about. I'm going to give you a chance in a moment. And I want you to prepare your heart because I don't want you to leave tonight. I want you to be expectant that God is going to move in your life. I want you to be ready. God wants us to experience the immeasurably more. God's saying stop living the secondhand life. Christians, stop living a patched up life. Give it over fully to Him. There's areas right now where you know it's time for me to have a mindset change, to stop playing these mind games that I'm playing with the enemy where he keeps pulling me back and I've got to give that over and experience the immeasurably more. Tonight's the night to hand it over to God. So you see, God wants to pour new life into you. Tonight's the night to surrender. It seems weird to say, if you surrender to God, He's going to give you immeasurably more. Most of the time, surrender means you're giving up everything and you've got no hope. Surrender to God means I'm giving up everything and I have full hope. I have brand new. I have immeasurably more. So church, we're going to spend some time in prayer right now. And I'm believing in faith that God is going to do an incredible work in helping you to put your life fully in His hands that He might bring immeasurably more. Let's bow our heads. I wonder tonight, will you put your hands, will you put your life in Jesus' hands? Will you live out a brand new story that He's calling you to? Will you do that? Will you step into the things that He's calling you to be about? to set aside the fear and the worry of what's to come and to say, God, I trust you in every area of my life. Some of you tonight, as I sit here, are thinking about that one thing that you're holding on to. Maybe it's the hope of a future with someone. Maybe it's a financial burden. I don't know what it is. I don't even want to say it because you know what it is. If you want to give that over right now, what I would ask you to do is just start to pray and say, God, I want to experience you fully. Just start to pray that right now. If that's you right now, I want to pray for you. If you're in this place right now and you know there's been part of your life that you've held back from God and it's time to give over to Him, it's time to put your hands in Him, you want to experience more than you've been experiencing. If that's you right now, Christians, I want to pray for you in this moment. I really feel led. I really feel like God wants to do a work right now. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? Christians, if you're in this place and you go, I want to experience the immeasurably more. Awesome, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. This is, this is part, of, the, this is part of, of, of giving our life over to God. This is part of the saying, this part is yours, God. This is placing our life in His hands. 
We're getting off the fence right now, Christians. Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person who's raising their hand now and saying, it's time to get off the fence. I pray, Father, by your Spirit, that you would pour out the immeasurably more that you have, that you would help them to step into the brand new, that they would see you fully, fully immersed in their lives, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that they would let go of the thing that holds them back and they would step in, be released right now in Jesus' name to experience the fullness of God. You know, you might be here tonight and you may never have even thought about this whole idea of having a personal relationship with Jesus. Oh my goodness. Do you know what it's like to walk with the creator of the heavens and the earth? that He might open doors of opportunity, that you never walk through life alone again. And if you're here tonight and you've never done that, you've never actually said, I want brand new. I want Jesus in my life. And you've never done that before. Or maybe a long time ago you did and you've walked away and it's time to come back and experience the brand new. I'd love to pray for you too, just like I prayed for so many others a moment ago. If you're in this place right now, this is the moment the expectation moment where God has been touching your heart, I'd love to pray for you too. So, so if you're sitting here right now and you go, Murray, that's me. I want to experience the brand new that this Jesus you're talking about brings. Raise your hand. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. That's fantastic. Is there anyone else here? We've got a couple of people right now who are saying, I want to experience Jesus. Another, thank you so much. God bless you. People who are saying, you know what, this Jesus you're talking about, I know what you've said is true. My heart is beating. I know what you're saying is true and I want to step into the brand new. Is there anyone else? I don't want to prolong this moment, but this is, this is a time where we step out into the abundant, into the immeasurably more. Awesome. Why don't you just put your hands down. Church, we're all going to pray with these people. We're going to pray a really simple prayer that helps to solidify what God's already done. You see, God is bringing brand new already. This prayer we're going to pray is just recognising God. So why don't we pray it together? Can we do that? Can we pray it together, everybody in this, in this place? Thank you, Jesus, for the brand new life you've given me. I receive it. I say yes to Jesus. And I'm looking forward to moving forward in the immeasurably more that you have. Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing, what you've been doing, what you are doing, and what you're going to continue to do in the lives of each of us as we seek to put you first and put our lives in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more resources and to connect with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our website.